Awaken to the truth before it's too late. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We're moving on in Luke chapter 16 today, and today we catch uh, up with the second uh, parable that Jesus teaches in this chapter, and it's a moving one. Uh, really touches my heart, and it's a, such a vivid reminder for us that uh, it is so important that we reckon our hearts with God in our earthly life because uh, we're given one life uh, to move toward God and to place our faith in Him. And the reminder here today is that there really is a place in eternity called heaven and a place in eternity called hell. Now, it's not a popular teaching uh, to talk about hell, and I certainly would never use hell as a threat or hell as a way of manipulating people into making a faith proclamation. I think only the Holy Spirit of God can move a person toward authentic faith in Jesus. But there is the reality that if you spend your days here selfishly seeking what you want and only doing good for yourself, then um, that is reflective of a heart that does not know God. And a heart that does not know God, when that heart is ushered into eternity, will spend eternity apart from God. That's the teaching of Scripture, and it's very clear. Um, but a heart that is moved to respond to the offer of grace and mercy that Jesus makes available, a heart that surrenders to the call of Christ, a heart that realizes on its own trajectory it's rebellious and selfish and self-seeking, that heart that moves toward Jesus, responds to his love and receives Christ into his heart and life, that person's heart Um, is a converted heart. They are a person who's come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. And the promise of Scripture for that person is that they will spend eternity uh, with God and with Jesus uh, in heaven. And so heaven and hell are realities. They're not popular to teach about. And there are plenty of people that think that these are mythologies and that people that believe in a literal heaven and a literal hell are kind of off their uh, rocker. (laughs) And I'm okay with thinking people thinking that I'm off my rocker because I believe and trust in the Word of God. And I hope that you're okay with people thinking you're off your rocker because you believe and trust in the Word of God. But let's look at what Jesus teaches today, and we'll consider what he has to say. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for your word. We pray that you would tune our ears to the sound of your voice, so we would have open and receptive hearts to what you want to say through your word today. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's what Jesus says in Luke 16, 19 through 31. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things. Well, Lazarus received bad things, but now he is comforted here and you are in agony. 
And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. Now, this teaching, Jesus creates a scenario uh, that's very uh, realistic. He talks about a rich man who he does not name and a poor man named Lazarus, a beggar, who was suffering in his body with terrible sores and was so impoverished that he was, um, he was hungry after the things that fell from the rich man's table. And he was in a very, very difficult position in this life. And day after day, the rich man would come and go from his house, from his estate where he lived in the lap of luxury. And certainly he could not ignore the sight of this beggar outside of his gate and yet did nothing to aid him in his earthly life, did nothing to relieve Lazarus of his suffering. And the time came when both men die and are sent to their places in in eternity, and Lazarus is sent to, uh, carried by the angels to heaven to be in the presence of God, who knew his heart, and in his broken estate in this life, had not experienced much good, but was now the recipient of heavenly glory um, as he was in the presence of God. And the rich man uh, who was sent to Hades, the place of torment and suffering and separation from God, because he lived a holy, selfish life, self, um, a life of self-concern, a life of self-reliance, a life of self-seeking, and did nothing uh, to aid those around him who were suffering. And his heart was revealed to be a heart that did not know God, a heart that did not care about the things of God, a heart that lacked compassion, a heart that lacked concern for the poor and the broken. And he received his eternal reward, and that was a, uh, an eternity of separation and suffering. He would not be in God's presence. <clears throat> but in Jesus' teaching, he gives us evidence that A window exists between the two realities, between heaven and hell. And both uh, heaven and hell can see into the other reality, but the people in those places cannot go between the two realities. If you're sent to hell, you can see into heaven. If you're sent to heaven, you can see into hell, but you cannot impact the situation of another. Uh, Once they're in their eternal place, they're there for eternity. And the rich man sees into heaven and has a conversation with Abraham and begs him to send Lazarus to um, just put a little drop of water on his tongue as he's suffering in the heat of agony in hell. And um, Abraham says, no, he will not send uh, Lazarus. There's a chasm that exists between those two realities. And uh, the rich man pleads with Abraham to send Lazarus back to, to the earthly life to warn his five brothers who must also be living in the lap of luxury, selfishly um, pursuing their own good and their own uh, benefit. And um, he wants his brothers to be warned so they they would not be sent to this place of torment. Um, And so Abraham says, look, they have 
the teachings of Moses and the prophets, if that's not enough to turn their hearts to God, then seeing someone back from the dead wouldn't be enough either. And it's a sad story because it's the realization of the rich man that as he's in hell, that he wasted his earthly life, that there was an opportunity for him to spend eternity with God, and yet he missed out. And Lazarus, who missed out on everything good in his earthly life, because he had a heart that trusted God, was ushered into heavenly glory and was the recipient of all the benefits and blessings of life and God's presence for eternity. And um, it's a reminder for us all that we have this earthly life, this one earthly life, to reckon our hearts uh, with God, to acknowledge our need for a Savior, and to move in God's direction. It is my prayer for all of us that we've had that experience of saving faith, that the Holy Spirit of God has moved us in the direction of Jesus, and that we would spend our days here passionately reaching out to those who do not know Him, sharing the good news of the gospel, the gospel of grace and mercy in Christ, the gospel of redemption in Christ, uh, with those who are walking far from Him. Now, we're not responsible for how people respond to that message, but we are responsible to be ambassadors of that message in the world during our earthly lives uh, because we have this good gift of the message of the gospel. And if we withhold it from others, um, then we're withholding the opportunity to choose between life and death for those who don't yet know Jesus. And there is an urgency because we don't know how long our days here will last. We don't know that we're guaranteed a certain number of days. And so, my friends, may we be about the Father's business and may there be some urgency about our mission of sharing Jesus with the world. All right, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to listen. God bless you as you consider these words today, and we'll get caught up again tomorrow.